for me, it really is about an outlet of thoughts and emotions. Hi, and welcome to the How Did You Write That Song podcast. I'm Paul Marsh. In this series, I'll have conversations with people who write songs. And I'll try to find out from them why they do it, how they do it, what sorts of things get in the way of their songwriting, and most importantly, how do they feel about their songs once they're finished. So if you're a songwriter, or someone who would like to write songs but hasn't started yet, hopefully this podcast will be of interest to you. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome everybody. And today I'm uh, chatting with uh, Arita, who's a Canberra-based singer-songwriter. Arita, welcome. Thank you, Paul. So, Arita, I've only seen you play live once, but... um, You've got a, a pretty good catalogue of uh, original songs and you're going to be playing one of them today, which is really fantastic. But but I guess I'd like to know, how did you first get into songwriting? Yes, so that's, um, I guess a, it goes a, quite far back into my teenage years, uh, possibly even younger than that, but I did start um fiddling around on a guitar. So my my parents got me a guitar when I was about 14 and I started taking lessons. And I guess when you're a teenager and you just have so many feelings and not a lot of outlets, I think you just, um, it's quite natural to turn to poetry or diary entries. And if you have a guitar in your hand, that I guess naturally translates into uh, songwriting. So that's where I started, but I um, ended up putting my guitar down between the ages of about 16 or 17 up until about 28. And uh, yeah, yeah, so started started picking it back up then. But uh, look, I'm 36 now and I only started really performing maybe two or three years ago. So it's it's been a bit of a journey with a big break in between. Yeah. yeah. So uh, was there something that made you realise you wanted to pick up your guitar and write songs again? I think it wasn't particularly a moment. I think it was that I all of a sudden had a bit more free time or a mm. bit more uh, free energy and the I have the same guitar that I played, you know, when I was 14 and I saw it sitting there and I thought, why not? And yeah, brought it out again. Uh, And probably during a time of um, transition, I guess, and relationship breakdowns. And and that's often where I think, again, you've got a whole lot of emotions that need release. Yeah, that's a (laughs) a powerful mine of inspiration for songs, isn't it? That sort of stuff. Certainly is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, uh, well, we've got a bit of an idea about what inspired you to get back into it then, which is great. So I guess the thing is that you, you, when you write your songs, is there, a, is there a particular way that you do it? And, you know, I've had discussions with, with people on this show that go from very classically trained, write it all out on a sheet of paper, through to I woke up in the middle of the night and there it was and I had to kind of record it on my phone, you know, so, and everything in between. Is there a particular sort of way that you write your songs? I think I belong to that latter category. Okay. <laughs> um, so I 
do not know music technically in any way at all. I don't know scales. I don't know keys. You, yeah, I couldn't tell you, you know, um, yeah, what key any of my songs are in. Mm. Um, but what I've always done, even during the pause with the guitar, was write poetry. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, yeah, there are times where I'll just, it, just the words will come over me. Um, and so I'll just have to write it down. I'm always, you know, got my notes app open or I've got a book somewhere. Um, and often the music comes to me in a very similar way. I just get a tune in my head um, and, and it just it just comes out. I can't say that I can stick at writing a song for very long. Um, I find that if it doesn't come out in the first or second go, just just straight there, the more I try and workshop a song, the more I feel it loses something mm. and I, I end up actually putting it aside. Yeah. So um, you've got all these poems you've been writing. Do, do they do they sort of sit there and then something just draws you back to it or, or do you come up with the, the lyrics and the, and, the, and the music kind of in, at the same time? Uh, a bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, because sometimes when you've written, especially if you've, if you've written a fully formed poem or, or near enough, it can be quite hard to fit then into music. Um, so often I might have just a couple of phrases that I've written down and those I'll try and uh, feed into songs or help to, um, you know, start, I guess, the lyric mm. writing for songs. Um, and I actually find it can work both ways. Like sometimes I'll just start fiddling around my guitar and all of a sudden um, the words come mm. uh, and other times it is the the poems that kick off the music. So, mm. yeah, I find both. Yeah, your your anecdote before about it either happens quickly or it doesn't happen. I remember hearing Paul Kelly talk about how he writes, uh, he's put a lot of music to poems and uh, and he finds, again, it's either very quick uh, and it's very quick to determine whether it is or isn't going to work for him. So it sounds like you have a sort of a similar Yeah, so, similar so I'm the next Paul Kelly. Oh, obviously, that, that's, yeah, yeah that's, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I I have known a few people who will workshop songs, and mm. they come up with something brilliant. But I just can't. Um, that's unfortunately n- not the way my brain works. Mm. Yeah. So um, so there are, are there any particular moments or times where songwriting works well for you, and and conversely, are there things that hold you back or inhibit you from your songwriting? I think. There are definitely pauses. So I think, you know, I've, I've been trying to write a few songs and have started a couple in the last, I would say, six months, but nothing's truly come. I think for myself, um, as I previously mentioned, because for me it really is about an outlet of thoughts and emotions, there's that fine balance between uh, having a tension inside myself that I need to express. Um, So if there isn't that tension there, I find it really difficult to write. Or if the tension's too much and too overwhelming, I also find it difficult Mm -hmm. to write. Mm. So it's sort of that optimal stressed zone. (laughs) To try to kind of bottle that somehow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the doctors would regard that, you know, like put yourself under stress. 
Yeah. And then, but only, but not too much. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, date someone, fall in love a little bit and then have it go wrong. So it's not, you know, too, okay. yeah, that's, that, so, so that would this, be my advice to but maybe, anyone. Maybe don't plan it ahead that way, <laughs> otherwise. Exactly. It, there needs to be that element of surprise, yeah, of, right. of true deep sorrow. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. People can tell whether it's authentic. Yes, they? absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we're going to discuss a, a, a song that you've written and then you're going to play it, which is really fantastic. So what's the name of the song? The name of the song is called Inconsolable Thoughts. And what's it about? So it was um, a song about um, a man I was with uh, a, a couple of years ago now and essentially feeling like, there was, how do I describe it? So he had so many things going for him and achievements and, you know, life goals that he was kicking. Um, and I felt very lost in his shadow and felt like um, there <laughs> that I wanted more from him, more affection, more attention, more love, more respect, uh, and I wasn't getting it. Mm. It was it was mm. that sort of, yeah, so again, we're going back to that, um, you know, angsty tension of, <laughs> mm. of love, which is a very, very, you know, um, I guess it's an easy inspiration, you know, to, to draw from. Um, well, it also sounds like, uh, and again, I've had this con similar conversations with other people where, the actual process of writing the song can be a, a form of counselling, a bit of a bit of a, a sort of soothing of the soul in, in a way, to try to deal with some of that some yeah. of that tension. Is that is that the case? It is, and I think it was really interesting. Actually, this um, this person was uh, is also a, a musician, and he's fantastic, and he's an absolutely wonderful man. Um, but we during our times of trouble. And, and also the happier times, often we would write songs for each other and just play them to each other to express what we needed to express that maybe we couldn't say in words. Mm. And um, often, you know, those really deep feelings that you get stuck um, when trying to have that conversation with your partner, um, this was the way we did it. And and he could understand uh a lot of what I needed to say but couldn't mm. through through songs. And yeah. so he I I yeah, I had played this to him when I first wrote it. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was an interesting way for us, um, I guess, as therapy and as a way to communicate. Yeah, it's got some additional dimensions over and above, you know, just saying something, having conversation, writing something down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, would you be able to play the song for us now? I would love to play the song. Okay. Thanks. So here's Arita singing her song, Inconsolable Thoughts, live. Left in the wake 
every big step he takes As his world turns I drown in the waves Lie here alone Is he coming on home? Oh, he's a big star Is he too big for me now? Thank you, Arita. 
that's a really fantastic song. And I can see what you we were meaning about how it can convey a lot more through the singing of it than if you were trying to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I think that's the, you know, the power of poetry is um, when you can express these deep emotions in something that's really concise and using... Um, you know, those, those I guess, metaphors or, or whatever it is. And then when you combine that with the, uh, with, with that melody, you know, that adds that extra layer. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> um, thank you very much for sharing it. That's, uh, that's a great song. Thank you so much. So um, you, you've obviously uh, explained to us how you can sort of channel a whole range of different elements into, the, into your songs and capture these emotions. Uh, there'll be some people listening to this who are perhaps just starting out songwriting and are uh, listening to, to to the song that you've sung and the, and, and the story you've told. Is there is there any kind of observation that you um, might have that you would want to offer to somebody who is just starting out writing their first song? Yeah, I think. Look, this is probably advice that that people hear a lot is when you're first starting out there's a lot of pressure to make something perfect. Um, oftentimes, you know, a lot of things, uh, you just feel like you you haven't gotten it. You know, you've listened to all of these people who are super experienced and you just feel like you're missing something. Um, and also that the feelings of imposter syndrome is extremely real. You know, we all think that um, we should be better. And, and especially if you're a songwriter um, like myself and a lot of others out there who are expressing a lot of vulnerability, that adds this extra layer of trying to make it perfect because having imperfect vulnerability feels, um, I guess, even... I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess you feel so much more judged when you're trying to express something that is so real and true to yourself. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm not musically trained at all. I have no technical expertise with this. I just write. Um, the moment I stopped writing for other people was probably one of the best moments um, for my development because I just shed, uh, but this is, you know, this, this is very, um, my own personal writing style. Of course, there mm -hmm. are, yeah. you, you have to, of course, um, yeah. uh, consider the audience, um, in, in a lot of different genres, but for me, for the way I released myself from all that pressure was, was just writing it for me. How do I feel when I've mm. written that song? Uh, and, uh, I think that's a, well, it's a very good piece of advice. And I think it's something that I've heard, you know, some famous musos say too. And at the end of the day, I reckon that people really go for authenticity and uh, and I think they can spot things that, that aren't. So anyway, you know, just yeah. to, just as a, as a general reaction to what you've said, I, mm. I, I think that's guaranteed to make what you do uh, more accessible to people because they know it's the real you. It's not something you've not – not an image that you've created because you think that's what, you know, you should do. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely right. And – Again, you know, of course, it, it absolutely depends on, on what you're trying to do mm. and what the purpose of your music is. Um, but, yeah, if you're trying to force yourself into a space that that isn't quite true, some people are really good at it, um, but most of mm. the time you'll, yeah, ex exactly as you said, people 
people can sense um, mm. whether it's authentic or not. And yeah. Well, and certainly for the for, for the listeners, as I said, I saw uh, Arita play at Smith Alternative in Canberra, and she was playing support a support gig for Kim Yang, who's coming on this um, series later later oh, in this series. Yeah. Um, and I think the one thing I really observed, uh, and you know, I had a quick chat with you afterwards, was. You know, it really was. It, you, you were bearing your soul. It was a very courageous thing to do. And the songs were beautiful, but they were also, um, you know, clearly authentic. And I, I do think that makes a big difference. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you saying that. And, um, yeah, a- absolutely, you know, um, the wonderful thing about Smith's Alternative and, and the crowd who go there is they're incredibly supportive because when you're uh, when you were doing, you know, things like I was doing, which was, as you said, bearing your soul, um, it can feel so intimidating. But, you know, to anyone out there who's doing it, just just keep doing it. Um, mm. It only gets easier with practice and don't worry about how many things you stuff up, how many things you throw away. Just just keep writing and something mm. will, will get there. Fantastic. <laughs> Great advice. So um, I do have a big question for you mm-hmm. at the end. So you've been, you know, you started playing music when you were very young. you Put down the guitar, you were inspired to pick it up again and you've been going now for another few years. What's songwriting done for you? I think the best, I think it's two things. Um, I'm extremely stage shy. So overcoming that and, and sort of doing that, that personal challenge of putting myself on a stage and getting more comfortable with it. And, you know, um, as we discussed, this is my first interview about my music. Um, you know, so, so these opportunities where you test yourself and push yourselves to, to those, you know, com- um, discomfort levels <laughs> and get through them, that's really amazing. But by far the most incredible thing is the community. Mm. Um, you know, as you said, you, you came and saw me once and you connected with me and it's so wonderful sitting, you know, here with you today, Paul. But all of the the musicians that I've met and even just um, people in the audience, you know, who come up and, and, and say thanks for, for playing mm. your songs and you become good friends. And the music community, wherever you are, when you find them, they are so incredibly supportive mm. and that's one of the most beautiful things I think about this journey. Mm. Fantastic. I couldn't agree more and I think there's – there's little communities like this all over the place and it's fantastic and that's a, a good bit of advice for a new songwriter is to find find that community because it's there mm. and it's often very supportive and very uh, uh, very um, good for, for, for soundboarding things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, Arita, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting and playing your wonderful song and telling us the story about it. Uh, it's been great to to uh, to chat with you and um i'm hoping that i can say that people can find you playing live uh, around town in the future you've got a few gigs coming up yes so i i play around <laughs> often i play at, at pubs um mm-hmm. but if you um keep an eye on my instagram page is probably probably the best way to do it it's uh it's a bit of an interesting one it's at untitled dot original underscore very good. Well, look, I'll um, I'll put a link to that on the on the show notes for the interview, so people can check out your music. Wonderful. Thank you, and thank you so much for this opportunity, Paul. No worries. Thank you. And uh, this has been how did you write that song? Thanks very much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of How Did You Write That Song. If you liked what you heard, 
Please share with your friends and follow the How Did You Write That Song Facebook page, where I'll be regularly providing updates about the show. It'd also be great to get your feedback, so please leave a rating or any comments on Facebook, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Catch you next time.